and welcome to the Go Social Podcast with Josh Hightower. Go Social is a relaxed and unedited conversation with marketing expert Josh Hightower. Josh is an author and the owner of multiple businesses, including Go Social Experts. Josh can help you create a thriving business using the wisdom, strategies, and experience he's gained through the years. Prepare yourself to enjoy the next few minutes as we chat with online marketing expert and business growth strategist, Josh Hightower. Hey, Josh Hightower, how are you today, sir? I'm great, Michael. How are you? Man, I'm doing, I'm doing fantastic. It's, it's, life is good and spring is coming and can't, can't, can't wait. Yes. So always good to be with you and, and talk about just all things business, all things marketing. And um, I know today's going to be a really uh, special day because you're going to talk about how to get more things done using some productivity hacks, as you're calling them, uh, which I'm all over, man. I, I love time management and understanding how do how can I become more efficient and get more things done because that's how things get done, right? That's it. That's it. Yeah. And uh, it's amazing how, and I caught myself in a mastermind meeting just a couple of days ago. And uh, I was like, you know what, how did I get away from time blocking, which is one of the things we're going to talk about today. And I was like really diligent about it and was using my uh, remarkable to keep track of it. And, uh, and just for some, for some reason, it's easy how we, we kind of establish our routine and then we stray, but we don't, and maybe it's just me, but we don't realize we're straying away from what really works well until we have that reminder. Somehow it comes back to us. And uh, so maybe it's just me, but I don't think so. No, I don't. I don't think so. We all get into routines and habits and we forget what works. Right. And so um, it's like the, the you mentioned the time blocking. You know, I've got, I'm in a mastermind group. The guy always talks about focus time, right? Time blocking a two hour block of time once a week to get things done. Pro- yeah, I used to do that. <laughs> Yep. And it's usually conversations like these that remind us like, you know, uh, or even when we're talking with clients, it's like, uh, Hey, that's really good advice. I should probably find my own, you know, follow my own advice eventually. That's right. So, uh, that's right. Yeah. Well, we're all guilty of that. Well, do, do t- help us just uh, re- to, to um, rethink and relearn things we've probably forgotten around time blocking. And um, I know you use a couple of different methods and things. So what, what are some, some best practices, I guess, some hacks as you would call them around getting things done. Yeah, I think, and it's it's timely because I'm kind of making sure that I reintroduce that in my own daily workflow because, uh, you know, t- taking over Go Social and that's kind of like thrown my plan completely haywire. And uh, that's uh, just a, a lot of stuff going on, but really getting clarity on here's what I got to accomplish. Uh, and the first thing I'd like to do is just make a list. I have to get it out of my brain and just make a laundry list of everything that's up there. So that way I don't, I can continue to add to that list, mm-hmm. but I can always go back and reference that list. And uh, so that's for me personally, that's what I found to work best is I, I make a list of, and I just call it the, you know, the laundry list or the to-do list or, you know, whatever it is uh, and it, the brain dump, essentially. I love it. Brain dump, get it out of your brain and just uh, list it out. Um, <clears throat> then what I, what I do is I, I take that list and then go back through it as second time and prioritize it. And, uh, you know, just kind of like, here's the things I need to work on sooner rather than later, or this is the down the road kind of list, but at least I have it on a list so I can continually work off that master list. Yeah. And that's really good. In in our business, we, we use um, an online system to do things like that. And we have, 
the the task we're doing like right now in the next week or two, and then we have a quarterly task list, and then we have a, the annual to go. Yeah, we're going to push that one off a bit. And just like you said, because it's helpful to say, okay, well, I don't have 38 things. I might only have 15 because the other ones aren't due right now. And that just frees up brain power, right? Yep. And I caught myself, and this has been years ago, trying to remember all of the different things that I had thought about at one point. And instead of like, and, and trying to remember them, so I wouldn't forget about here are the things I really need to do in the future. So uh, once I put it on that master list, like you're describing, that's perfect, you know, and at least it's, I can free up that brain power to work on what's relevant right now and not trying to remember the stuff I got to do in the future. Yeah. I, so, so two things on that one, um, somebody told me this years ago, I guess um, the brain was not designed to hold information. It's designed to process information. Right. And too many times we try to hold information there. And um, one of my coaches talks about, decision fatigue. Mm. And I, I never really heard that phrase before, but he says, every time you have a decision to make big or small, it takes mental energy and it slows you and it, it fatigues you over time. And if you've got a list of 28 things, you're going to be fatigued. And I, I like that phrase. And what you're saying is, is prioritize. And now I assume you're going to tackle the top one, right? Prioritize and then uh, begin to map out whether it's your, I personally like to do a 90 day cycles and uh, that's the, uh, the book, the 12 week year. And uh, I really enjoyed that because for me, 12, 12 months, it seems like a long time. And you go back to now, what was, you know, 2020, uh, the 2020 plan was just completely shot. Uh, so uh, 90 days I found to really work well because it's flexible enough to where you can make adjustments as you go through, as you see fit, but it's also concrete enough to where, yeah, you can really accomplish a lot of stuff in 90 days. So um, I prefer 90 days. So then here's the, here are the big nuggets, big rocks that I want to accomplish in those 90 days. Mm-hmm. Then I begin to prioritize those and break those down to, month one, month two, month three. And then within those months, here's week one, week two, week three, week four. And so just trying to dissect it and prioritize and uh, roughly estimate, here's how long the project is going to take to accomplish or whatever, whatever it is we're working on, but uh, get it on the calendar, just like we do appointments, uh, just like the, and when you and I meet, uh, it's important to uh, get those things on the calendar. And uh, that kind of ties into the time blocking. Absolutely. Yeah. So I just, I just created your process in three P's. Right. You, the first thing you do is you you prioritize the list. You, I guess you got to make the list first, yep. but you prioritize your list. Then you plan what you're going to do. And then the next step is going to be you're going to perform. You're actually going to get mm-hmm. it done. Right. So, anyway. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the part that most people forget. They, they do all the, the <laughs> <laughs> prioritizing and the planning. Uh, but uh, at some point you do have to check something off. And I know there's science around yeah. the the actual act of the checklist and actually checking stuff off or marking it through it. And uh, there's lots of science around that. So most people overlook that. And uh, it's that, that gratification of accomplishment. And uh, so that's why like, even in my remarkable or my daily list, I always hear the things that I want to accomplish. And I do take the time to go mark through it. I don't erase it. I don't get rid of it, but I check it off. And uh, it's that, that gratification, instant gratification. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. To look back. And I mean, I carry a, a paper planner because I can go back and look at the days and it's like, man, it was a busy day, but look at all the things I got done. That, you're right. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> so 
tying in with that, what I found to work well, and uh, my wife and I, we tried to meet on Sunday evenings because we we run the businesses together. And um, so we tried to meet and plan out, okay, Sundays, here's kind of both from a business and a personal perspective. Here's everything we got because we have four kids, two of which are still in school. And so we got a lot of activities going on. So on that weekly meeting really worked well because then we could stay in alignment to where here's what we got and we can coordinate our efforts. You know, here's where I need you to take, you know, kids to this or basketball or soccer or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that weekly planning session translates into, okay, here are the things I want to accomplish this week. And for me personally, I really struggled with the time of day stuff. And so what I found is like, I would try to get my workouts in mid morning that conflicted with my peak productivity time, because that's when I was the sharpest. Oh yeah. So I was spending my energy doing a mid morning workout when that was actually the most uh, most focused time for me. Cause I'm a morning person. Right. So, uh, I was waste, I don't want to say wasting cause it was exercise. So it was beneficial, <laughs> but the brain power you're talking about and accomplishing those tasks, I was redirecting my efforts, right. uh, accidentally to the workouts. So, hmm. um, so for me mornings, that's my peak time. That's where I do my creative stuff. I don't do, you know, coaching calls. I don't do anything like that during that, during the morning hours, I save the administrative stuff and all that kind of stuff for the afternoon because I don't need that creative space. Um, no, to some extent, some capacity, yes. Well, but yeah, but not the heavy lifting that I, so I reserve those peak times for that heavy lifting stuff. And yeah. uh, so that's that was one of the things I don't know about you. If which, when you're have you determined when your peak time is? I'm a morning guy, buddy. Yeah. Between uh, that's yeah, that's why we're recording in the morning right now, because yep. it is after lunch and things I start going down mm-hmm. and that would be the time for me to do a, a short 15 minute workout yep. to, to, you know, get the endorphins going up again to say, okay, here I go. But yeah, oh, by far morning is, is my time to get things done and to, to be high on my um, interaction list. Mm-hmm. Yep, before it's before the energy levels start to wane, right? Yeah, oh, very and, much so. Uh, yep. Uh, so, but, but <clears throat> not not everybody. They have to. I think everybody has to find their own peak productivity oh. time. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, because you have your night owls that if if they were to find out when you and I wake up in the morning, yeah, uh, they think we're nuts. Um, you know, when I tell people I typically work out at four a.m. You know, I get up at four and work out at five. Yeah. People are they don't realize that there are two five o'clocks in a day. You know, and so, um, which is fine yeah. because after like eight thirty or nine, I'm worthless. I'm done at night. Um, don't ask me anything. You know, no, dude. My my wife used to come to me and say, "Okay, I, let's talk about the budgeting. Let's talk about." And it's like you can talk all you want, honey, yep. but it ain't going. So we've <laughs> we've learned the same thing. The written because she's a night owl. I'm a morning person. We've had to figure out yep. in the middle of the day or early evening. Okay, there you go. Early evening, there you go, which is still comical because it seems like, you know, morning early birds and night owls end up marrying each other, right? And that the, uh, so it's, I um, think God's up there just laughing, going, huh, I've watched this. Yeah, we're going to fix this. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. So, um, anyway, I found like, you know, the, you got to find that peak productivity, productivity time for you. And that's your creative time. That's when you feel the sharpest. That's whenever you can really get those big projects done. And so that's where the time blocking comes into play. And, uh, you know, I have a 
a kitchen timer on my desk. You know, I was doing the Pomodoro technique for a long time where it was 50 minutes of really solid focus time, a 10 minute break to go get in water or just get up and move around. And then another 50 minute solid block. So, and again, that's different for people too. Some people can't focus for 50 minutes. Some people, it just needs to be 25 minutes. But the key there, I think the important lesson is like, you have to have that one solid uninterrupted block of time to where you can really be productive and uh, focus on those, those, uh, those, those hinges those small hinges that move big doors. Absolutely. And the other thing that I found Josh is, is when I do time blocking or I've got an appointment with myself to work on a project, when I've planned it in my calendar, I'm finding myself, I'm starting to think about that project on the day or two beforehand. So when I hit the project, I've already got traction. I've got some ideas. I go into my appointment calendar and just start making notes in that appointment. Then I just save it. I'll do that over the weekend sometimes because business never shuts off, right? But I just, I get it out. And then when I hit the the appointment, it's like, oh, I'm already, you know, down the road a little bit. Is that, have you found that? Absolutely. Yeah. And and I think, uh, gosh, it, it would have been Dan Kennedy. I heard mention that, you know, pl- planning out your day the night before and letting your subconscious while you're sleeping, working on that stuff. And at first I was like, you know, of course, being in, in fitness, that's still kind of within my wheelhouse about productivity and health and wellness and that kind of stuff. But your, your subconscious being beginning to work on that stuff. And you're absolutely right. It's like, huh, I solved that problem overnight. So now you just sit down and, and it just like, it just flows. Not always. Some days it's still like, you know, <laughs> hard work. Yep. Yep. But yeah. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. But and, and even in the in the hard work time, sometimes I've gotten into appointments and I've, I've got, OK, I got 45 minutes to really knock this out. And there's nothing, dude. Brick wall after brick wall. And it's like, you know, what? I'm done. And I, I close it. I go take a walk and come back to it. And sometimes it just doesn't work. So it's not like it's not a magic formula, is it? It's not. No. And it's I think it also is is seasonal. I think uh, it, it very much is dependent on what you're going through at that moment. And, uh, you know, whether it be kids activities, family activities, uh, what you have at work, some, you know, that, that fluctuates quite a bit. So um, I think you do have to be, I, I think that's where most people struggle with those one, one calendaring type systems yeah. where they think here's the solution. I have to follow it. And it just doesn't work. Um, you have to be flexible enough, but you have the fundamental structure of here are the things I want to accomplish. Generally, time blocking does work. Here's the rough estimate of when I want to get it done, but also give yourself a deadline too, because you can take a one hour task and stretch it over four hours. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Yep. Um, and, but uh, let's go back to your weekly meeting because I think it's really important. Uh, Stephen Covey years ago, seven habits, right? He mm-hmm. had the whole time management system, but yep. he would sit down and make his list and he'd block out the time on his calendar and move it. And it was like, okay, that that's conceptually what you're talking about. Build your laundry list, mm-hmm. prioritize it, put it in there. But the cool thing is you're doing this with your wife. So you're, you're putting into your calendar work and family things because I, I, I learned a long time ago, Josh, I have to run on one calendar. I can't have a family calendar and a business calendar because that one calendar and you bring all of your life together. Because, again, we're not building businesses to have great businesses. We're doing it to have a great life and to serve people. But it all has to work together. And if you have to go take your kids to a doctor appointment at 1030 in the morning. Great. How does that work with everything else? Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a ripple effect. And uh, yeah, having it having it all roll up to one single calendar, you're right on. Uh, now you can have sub calendars. Like I have 
my main calendar, but everything is on that one calendar. So I can look at it in one spot and uh, I know here's my day and um, I got it all planned out, including, including kids activities or when I'm supposed to, you know, take the kids to do whatever. Yeah, so absolutely. Uh, and I go, you know, I go to the next step. I, I color code certain things. Mm-hmm. Right. So when I look at my calendar and I see purple, it's like, Whoa, okay. That's a big deal for me. I've got to make sure just because of how I I'm visual when I, when I do things. So I've learned just tips that work for me and it builds a rhythm of life going, okay, this is good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but it's, it's how we get things done. Yep. Yep. And, and it goes, it ties back to that, that having the clarity of the, the plan, you know, your 90 day plan, here's what I need to accomplish to move my business forward or move whatever I'm working on forward. Um, I got to prioritize that and get it on some kind of system to where it's, you know, here's when I'm going to knock this out and give yourself a, I think the other thing that people overlook is they, they, and I was guilty of it too. So, uh, not giving yourself an end time also. Mm. And that's that where it continues to stretch where you, you do expand, um, tasks longer than they should be. So once you start giving yourself that end time, uh, because people, you'll hear them say, uh, I, I work better with a deadline. Great. So make yourself a deadline and, uh, you have one hour to accomplish this task. And, uh, and, and you, you find yourself really focused and dialing it in. So, um, but, uh, I did back to the, the Pomodoro technique, uh, you know, part of that process is keeping track of how many times you were interrupted, whether it was your own internal strain, you know, thinking about yeah. other stuff, but then you would also, uh, track how many times you were externally interrupted, just so you can figure out your work environment. Right. right. And, uh, so it's kind of comical because I was really getting into that and keeping track of, okay, how do I get more productive, get more stuff done? And uh, so my wife, whose name was on that external interruption list quite often, yes. um, she came in and she goes, if I see you mark a tick down by my name that I interrupted you, I'm going to throw a pencil at you or something, you know, some kind of uh, innocent threat, but she was serious, you know, she yeah. knew, uh, uh, guilty, That's- but uh, again, you have to kind of find that working environment that works for you, but be and share with your your family right absolutely absolutely well i and i've learned you know one of the interruptions that hits me all the time are calendar on my phone calendar reminders um facebook messenger reminder all of that so i've learned to take my phone and just flip it upside down on my desk and put it on silent and that has helped tremendously because i'm not distracted by it as much but it's it's looking at those distractions because they're all over the place all over the place uh email is another one too um, keep an email open and I'm, uh, that's probably my, um, Achilles heel, if anything, you know, in, in full transparency is, is if I have email open and I see an email come in from a client or somebody who has a general question, it can, if you're not careful, it can immediately disrupt your plan. Yeah. So keeping that closed and part of the time blocking really, if I'm true to it and, uh, I, you know, trying to fight my way back to that is again, putting on the calendar, here's the time I check my email. And, uh, you know, twice a day, ideally, I think is probably late morning, late afternoon. Yep. I don't know what you found at work, but. Yep. I, and, and that's about right. I, I'm not as disciplined as I used to be, but it's not just doing that. Uh, what I found is, is having an, like an email autoresponder goes out. When you send me one, it says, hey, I'm checking my email twice a day. Here are these times I will get back to you, you know, and people appreciate that because unfortunately in our culture, people think email is urgent. Mm-hmm. It's not. You know, if it is, call me, but it's communication. It's letting people know I check email at 11 a.m. and 3.30 p.m. every day, and I will get back to you or something like that. You know, just 
it, it just helps, but it does build the rhythm to say, other than that, that it's closed. I don't even think about email. That would be ideal. I'm not there yet. Yep. Um, I've cycled in and out of that, of that thing. Sure. Yeah. Again, it goes season, seasonal, right? Yeah. Uh, things there, but I think having that mental and even just us talking about it, the reminders of, and hopefully this helps the listeners too, where it's the reminder of, I need to get back to what I was doing before that was working so well. Yes. And uh, we talked about it before on a previous episode, like when you sit in church and you feel like the preacher's talking directly to you. That's right. Um, hopefully somebody out there listening right now is like, yeah, Josh and Michael are talking directly to me. They must be knowing what I'm going through. So yeah. hopefully that's helpful. We do because we all fight with productivity and getting things done. And that's why hacks are, are important, but it's, it's less the hack the productivity hack it's and it's more of the system that you put in place to go okay i'm going for the next 90 days i'm going to time block and see if that works for me okay all right if that didn't work for the next 90 days and, and i love your 90 days because i think that's a great period of time to build habits and say okay that worked let's let's keep that let's discard that let's go find something else and there are dozens of them out there and that's that's one reason josh i love just talking with you on on this podcast because we talk about so much more than just marketing which is really really important it is the lifeblood of most businesses right um, but you can have great marketing, but if you're if you're too distracted to take care of things because you're not time blocking, um, your business is going to falter and fail and not produce enough revenue that you need it to do. So it, it all it all pulls together of how are you live in a life that is really meaningful, purposeful, that you love building a business, serving your clients and, and not being so stressed out because you're not following some of these basic productivity hacks that, that we've talked about. So thanks for, thanks for sharing just out of your reservoir of, of knowledge, wisdom, experience, failures, all of that to go, man, we're all in this together. Right. And uh, I, I've got, I just wrote down another topic. I'd love to talk with you about equipping um, teammates, whether they're physical, remote, virtual, whatever, to manage maybe some of that email so that I think one of the reasons we check it so much is like, well, what if somebody emails and it's really important? What if it's a client? Well, if you've got somebody monitoring your email, they can take care of a lot of things to know that when you come back, it's there. I'd love to have a conversation just around team because I know you've built some teams and how could we equip our team to keep us more focused on what we do best? I love it. Yep. Let's do it. All right. We'll do that. For now, Josh Hightower, thank you so much. If you obviously uh, encourage people to go, uh, go socialexperts.com. That's where you can reach out to Josh and uh, he can help you with all, you know, all things productivity, all things business, all things social media. Uh, he's got a, just a vast teamwork, uh, team, great insight. So go socialexperts.com is, is probably the best place just to connect with him and see how Josh can help you, not with just productivity hacks, but in, in putting together a great system for your business and marketing uh, so that you can gain more clients and uh, really enjoy life. So Josh, thanks again, buddy, for a great episode. Thanks, Michael. Social media marketing should be part of your overall business growth plan. Josh Hightower can help you leverage the power of online marketing without wasting your time or money on hit or miss tactics. Learn more about how Josh and his team can help you by reaching out to them at GoSocialExperts.com. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so each new episode will be sent to you automatically when it's released. Thanks for listening to the Go Social Podcast with Josh Hightower.